this morning we are wrapping up our Seeing Jesus series. Uh, but before we wrap that series up, just a, a word about the connect groups that kind of went along with this series. If you have enjoyed meeting in your groups and want to continue to do that, uh, I encourage you to talk with your leader. Uh, Pastor Josh is going to be creating some more material that goes along with the sermons. So your group could keep meeting uh, with the same format. Uh, being in a group is so important for being connected to the body of Christ and your spiritual growth uh, that we want to encourage you to do that. We encourage groups actually to meet from October uh, to the end of May. So we're kind of wrapping up, but uh, you could meet over the summer occasionally. You could do a cookout together, serve together. That would be phenomenal. If you're currently not in a connect group, but you've considered it, go ahead and indicate that on the connect card, and we'd like to connect you with a group near you. Uh, you have the final say. If that works for you, yes. If, uh, if it's not the right group of people or you want to go someplace else, that's fine. Or if you have ever considered hosting one in your home, uh, Pastor Josh would love to follow up with you, uh, have you take the training, and then f facilitate one in your home or in some, somebody else's. Sometimes we have those groups that meet in other people's homes. Uh, if you want to turn in your Bibles or follow along on the screen to Mark chapter 10, uh, verse 46. I'm going to take just a little bit different angle this morning in this Showing People Jesus, Seeing Jesus series. We've been looking at where you can see Jesus in everyday life. But what about if you are a believer? What about when you desire to help people who are going through a tough time see Jesus? What do you, what do, you do then? Uh, oftentimes, that's the, the prayer of our heart as believers is, you know, help me reach someone else who needs to see that God loves them. And as they're walking through this trial, God's there with them. How, how do you come alongside of someone? I want to look at that this morning. So if you look at Mark 10, we'll start in verse 46. Then they reached Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Now, if you were here last week, some of you might be thinking, didn't we talk about a blind guy like last week? And the answer is yes, yes we did. You are not going crazy. Um, this is another blind guy. Jesus healed many blind people in the course of his ministry. But I want you to notice something with me. Jesus healed this blind guy 
differently than he healed the blind guy we looked at last week. Last week, we saw Jesus do this. And he made some mud out of his spit and he put it on the blind guy's eyes. Jesus doesn't do that. But this is the first point. Just because Jesus worked a specific way in your life does not mean he will work that same miracle the same way in someone else's life. I'm sure that some of the disciples figured that if they were gonna ever heal a blind person, they were gonna do it just like Jesus did it. Jesus bent down, he made some mud with his spit, and I'm, I'm gonna guess that if you had asked one of the disciples to heal your blind friend after that miracle, the first thing they would have done is make mud out of spit because that's what they saw Jesus do. But miracles don't come from a method. Miracles come from the Messiah. That's good preaching. Miracles don't come from a method. They come from the Messiah. When you're helping someone who is going through a tough time, don't help them see a method. Help them see the Messiah. It is not about the number of prayers you said before God answered you. It's not about the right type of anointing oil. It's not about the specific faith healer. It's about Jesus. Don't point them to a method. Point them to Jesus. God is not limited by a certain method. This man, who was going through a difficult time, was obviously in dire straits. He was blind and he was poor. Not many of us would want to trade places with him, right? No, nobody would volunteer for that because I think of all the senses, being blind would probably be the most debilitating. You, it would make you and render you the most dependent on other people to lead you from point A to point B and back to your home, all your shopping, all your needs, all your, it has to come from being dependent on someone else. His life would have been difficult. I've been in ministry for almost 20 years now, and I, I feel old saying it. It just, just doesn't seem possible. But I have learned this in those 20 years. Everyone goes through hard times. Everybody. No one is exempt. Oh, yes, it's all relative. Um, you, you may go, be going through harder times than I've ever imagined or vice versa, but everyone goes through hard times. It's not easy, not, not for me, not for you, which leads me to point number two as we're helping people through hard times. When dealing with an EGR, which is an extra grace required person who is going through a hard time, choose to offer grace. You know when, when you don't sleep because you're wrestling with something, when, you, when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you're exhausted, when, when you have been just on your knees about something, it's really, really difficult to handle stress from other people, isn't it? Um, you young moms who have little babies know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you, you know what it's like. If you have kids, you remember those days. You get sleep deprived. You say things you don't mean. You do things you don't wish you did. You hit an elbow your husband during the night and you say, it's your turn. <laughs> um, you don't always respond 
like you want to. You, you have to apologize. You have to wake up in the morning and say, I'm sorry I hit you. Guys, we're famous for being stressed, from being tired, and putting our foot in our mouths. It's what we do as guys. My point is this. People who are going through a hard time are not always gonna make it easy for, for us to show them Jesus. Choose to offer grace. B Bartimaeus is actually being a little obnoxious, isn't he? He's yelling, he's screaming, he's causing a scene, and the people around him do not choose to show him grace. He, he's blind, and they tell him to be quiet. I don't really think that was the grace-filled response that Jesus probably wished that those around him had. I think later when those same individuals laid their head down at night, they might have thought this. Maybe I shouldn't have yelled at the blind guy. You know, maybe I should have cut him some slack. He was just hoping to see Jesus, which leads me to point number three. When trying to show people Jesus, encourage them to seek Jesus with every ounce of strength passion and intellect they have. In fact, join them in seeking Jesus. Wouldn't it wouldn't have been cool if the people around Bartimaeus would have joined him in trying to get Jesus' attention? Jesus, there's a blind guy over here. He wants to see. He needs to see you. Come alongside of people that are hurting because they need to see Jesus. Even if they don't know they need to see Jesus. Help them search the scriptures for the truth. Pray with them and be a presence with them. Offer assistance, serve them. I'm not saying to enable their dependence. I'm not saying you have to be a doormat of availability. I'm saying help them see Jesus who can set them free instead of telling them to be quiet or ignoring him. And I think ignoring them is the other response people in that crowd had that day. We're, we're not told of their response, but I bet as Bar Bartimaeus was yelling at the top of his lungs, Jesus, son of David. Some of you are, right now are uncomfortable even with the level of my voice in church. You're like, oh, he's, he's yelling. People in the crowd that day would have been uncomfortable and they hid their face and they said, maybe if I just ignore him, It'll all go away. The church fathers called that the sins of omission. It was not doing what you could have, should have done. And I think people ignored Bartimaeus. Don't miss those divine appointments just because there's an extra grace required person present. Choose to show them grace. Just a note on the side, if you're showing someone Jesus who's going through a hard time, you at some point are gonna have to warn them about faith sappers. And these are the people that, and this is especially true if the person you're trying to help see Jesus has people around them who aren't believers. They will mock their seeking Jesus. They will make fun of them for being all religious. And they're kind of like weeds that grow up in your garden that choke out the things that you really want. Uh, they're faith sappers. Share your story. Share how God worked in your life. Share the story of other people and how God met you in spite of the resistance and the 
teasing and the mocking. Share your story. Because the truth is, number four, Jesus hears the cries of people in need. That's good news for somebody who's going through a tough time. When Bartimaeus yelled, when Jesus heard him, Jesus stopped. Jesus hears those who cry out to him. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to pretend this guy doesn't exist and maybe he'll go away. People who are hurting sometimes feel like God is ignoring them. You might even hear somebody say, you know what? I've got problems, but God probably has bigger problems than my problems to deal with. There's probably people who are more important than me that need something, and God's probably going to get to them first. And what they're really saying is, why wouldn't God ignore me? I'm not that important, and my problems probably aren't even on God's radar. Psalm 34, 18 says this. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. So with the authority of the word of God, you can say to other people who are going through times of need, God sees you. He, he is close to people who are hurting. He knows the struggle you are having. Whether it's your son or your daughter, whether somebody's going through depression, he knows you need a job. He hears your prayers. God isn't in heaven working down some priority list of needs with the important people first or the biggest needs first. God is all-powerful and all-present. All How can God meet your needs, my needs, somebody in China's needs? How is that possible? I don't know. He's God. He's not human. He can do all things. When showing someone Jesus, you don't need to know all the answers. You just need to know Jesus. You don't need to know all the answers. You just need to know Jesus. Knowing his character and loving the person that's going through the hard time is more important than knowing all the answers. Like we discussed last week, you're, you're never gonna understand everything, but certain things about God and his son are undeniable. And Jesus cares, and he calls this man over to him in verse 49. And it's ironic that the people who just a second ago were saying, be quiet, now change their tune when Jesus calls, and they say, cheer up, um, he's calling for you. And when we're told he gets up and he throws his coat aside, and I, I don't, when I read little details like that in the Bible, I, it just puzzles me. I'm like, okay, Mark, <laughs> why did you put that in there? Why is it important that you told us that Bartimaeus threw aside his coat? Did, did he think it was going to warm up and he wasn't going to need it anymore? Did he, was he thinking, I'll go back for it? And I did a little digging. The better term for this coat is a cloak or a garment that a blind person would have laid out in front of him to catch the coins and the gifts of those he was begging from. I think Bartimaeus threw his coat aside because in faith, he trusted that he was not going to need it anymore. He had faith that Jesus could really make him see. That'll preach. 
If you are working with someone who needs to know Jesus, God does act on our behalf. God hears and he can heal. If you are a Jesus follower, you know that some things in your life too needed to go before you follow Jesus. Maybe it was a relationship that was ungodly. Maybe it was pride. Maybe it was some habit. Maybe you had unforgiveness in your heart. And before the miracle of God's grace could work, you had to, in faith, put that aside. Point number five. As you are showing people Jesus, you might have to encourage them to throw some things aside. But a word of advice. Be Patient. If you're taking notes, write that part down. Be patient. Yes, as a, as a believer, as someone who, who loves them, you might see what needs to go before they do, but you are not going to get them to walk away from it until Jesus shows up. When the Holy Spirit works in their heart, they will throw it aside like Bartimaeus and run to Jesus. That's what he did. He heard Jesus, Jesus called for him, and in faith, he ran and went to Jesus. If your job isn't to always keep pointing out the things that people need to let go of, because I'm telling you, if you've ever tried it, that just drives people farther and farther away from Jesus. Once you've said it, if you keep saying it, keep saying it, it's not gonna happen before Jesus shows up. So what can you do? Pray, get on your knees and pray that they see Jesus. Pray that you can be a faith builder in their life instead of a faith sapper. The last point is actually, I think, the hardest. The most significant miracle in this story was not Bartimaeus getting his sight back, but his following Jesus. Mark 10, 52 and Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Jesus said, go, but the man didn't go. He received his sight, and he followed Jesus. As we are showing people Jesus, I think sometimes we stop short of the ultimate miracle. Feeding the hungry is important. Taking care of widows and orphans is biblical. Providing a safe place for at-risk kids is always the right thing to do. Helping someone through a financial crisis is awesome. It's what God would want you to do. But people need Jesus. If Bartimaeus only received his sight that day and walked away from Jesus... He would have undoubtedly had an easier life. Jesus would have made a difference in his life. I'm sure Bartimaeus would have been always grateful to the work and for what Jesus had done. But if all Bartimaeus did was receive his sight, he would have still died one day and potentially gone to hell. It's just not about receiving the sight. It's just not about the miracles. It's about people seeing Jesus and believing in him for their salvation. As you're helping people through hard times, make sure you point to the ultimate miracle that Jesus can do 
in our lives. It wasn't enough just to restore his sight. He followed Jesus. Let's pray together. God, as we worship you, as we sing your praises, as we hear from you this day, if we have been negligent, committing those sins of omission and watching people go by, pray that you would give us the courage to stop and help. Pray for healing, offer comfort, lend a hand. But God, help us not to neglect that ultimate miracle. Lord, you'll use us to feed the widow, to take care of the orphan. But God, you have called us to show other people Jesus so that they may know the God of the universe came and died, that we might have life. And God, I pray for those here this morning that would say, you know what, I, I just need to be more involved. I've been, I've been walking past people. I've been telling them to be quiet. I've been uncompassionate. I pray that you would speak to their hearts this morning. And for those, God, who, who may be here that are thinking, you know what, <laughs> I need that ultimate miracle myself. I pray that right now you would invite God to come into your heart and into your life in the quietness of this moment and know that God sees you and he loves you, he died for you, that you might experience life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.